Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially Mr. Pee Wee Herman, and except people who cheat at Wordle. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, <gasps> is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. So long. Hey, thanks, my friend. I guess I'll try my luck again. And today we're feeling lucky. We're going to talk about the G1. Obviously, we got Knights 11 and 12 to talk about. Are they uh, good? Yeah. Are they bad? We will let you know today on the Never Open <laughs> Podcast. Yes, we will. Uh, we are talking about Knights 11 and 12 of the G1 Climax. Uh, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast where we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you want to interact with us about New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can. Run the uh, run the Tweety or the Xy. I don't know. Uh, I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. He needs to rechange. He needs to change that at Drusifer X. And collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. And if you want to send us a written or a voicemail, you can do that. NeverOpenPod at Gmail. Com. And hey, if you want to look never as fuck like everyone in the C and D blocks, you can go to our Teespring store and uh, spend some money. There we go. Yeah. Mercedes Monet. Is she going to wrestle at the ECW arena? Props, you know, but, uh, but Luke, so before we get into the G1, I have a couple, couple items to report. Uh, one is, is last night I watched the just, excuse me, <clears throat> the just top out <laughs> uh, re- most recent show, which is a couple days ago, I think. And, and their shows are all free on YouTube, by the way. And this is one that's not like in their dojo. It's actually like in a venue in front of a crowd and like they have, okay. So we've often, we've watched, um, you know, we have silly names for all the wrestlers, you know, there's obviously there's super tall dude, AKA Andre, the dickhead, uh, Ren Ayabi, I believe is his name. And then there's yeah. a new Anabu who is the karate lady. We got, ah! who is another wrestler, female wrestler there at, uh, just tap out. And, I got to see them all wrestle. And I got to say, just a little information on progression at uh, Just Tap Out. Because one of the featured matches, there was like a little women's tournament, basically. And it was like eight women, six women, something like that. And no, Lady Bread was not in it. But she was in a very good tag match where she tagged with Rhythm, who we've talked about before. And, um, you know, I just, there was a match, like one of the featured matches was versus Karate Lady. And like, listen. (laughs) Was it was the good match? Absolutely not. But did they lay it all out there to the point where you're like, hey, whoa, like, take it. Come on. Like, just why are you? You don't have to. It was like that. Like that. They were bumping so hard. It's just uh, timing was was poor and proximity was poor for almost every move they did in the whole match, which is weird because they've trained together for so long. Um, also, Luke, the matches had a strange in the bottom right-hand corners of, of each like side of the screen, there was like a ghost, a force ghost, like picture of each wrestler and then a number. So I think they were doing some kind of like a UWF type situation where you got points for rope breaks and you only had a few rope breaks and you could tie somehow through that. It was weird. Um, it didn't play a role in any of the matches except one. And I really don't understand what happened, but I don't care. 
um because i i really like the show one camera no announcers shitty audio oh man dream for me heaven for me i loved it <laughs> so That's fun. exactly what i said to you you told you would describe to me exactly the setup and i was like yep you must be really enjoying yourself <laughs> anyway as soon as i saw the place i was like i want to go I want to go to a, a just tap out show, but, um, but the match that you got to watch. Okay. So Ren, um, you know, STD, he's in the main event. He's the just tap out champion. That's worth watching just because his moves are, look so crazy. And his finisher is a fucking reverse full Nelson. And it's insane looking, but the match of the night that is like, I would, I'd, I'd recommend this match to anybody. It is awesome. It's karate lady in the like finals of this tournament versus a very large woman wrestler that I didn't catch the name of, but she must be one of Just Tap Out's new, you know, like uh, big wrestlers, I guess. And she's awesome. And she beat the fucking shit out of Karate Lady uh, to the point where I was like, I love both of you. Wow. It is. It's a really <laughs> good match. And um, I don't know, man. I like watching Just Tap Out. You know, I miss Takataichi Mania. That's, I'm just reaching. That's what I'm doing. That's right. As soon as you said force goes in the corner, uh, my brain just went, I find your lack of selling disturbing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not on this show. You know, they're all no. pretty good. But, you know, with with sometimes with the Joshi wrestling, it's just screaming, you know, <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Just screaming. So. Oh, my goodness. One item that I had to report. Um, Look. Usually I would be here with you for the AEW corner, but I haven't finished Collision yet, and Dynamite just started right now, and I've just been busy, uh, slash uh, too busy reading Vision of the Future by Timothy Zahn uh, to really like, and also I'm watching so much wrestling that uh, you know I like to do other stuff, so I might I might catch up or just jump back in this week. So uh, you know it's not an indictment on the show; it's just a the G1's on, and I like to do other stuff sometimes, too. So there, um, there is that. I, I'm yeah, glad I'm you cleared that up, because I figured people were assuming that you hated everything but G1. Which is, <laughs> I mean, you can make that assumption with me, and it's probably true. So just to let everybody well, know. But, um, I don't like Roman Reigns, and I never will, and I don't care how many people geez. tell me that the bloodline story is really good. Uh, it'd be Man. like, you know, people, people saying, like, it's like you and Gotope, I guess, but uh, I don't know. I don't dislike the man. Like, when he was sick, it's I was not, just like, oh, I hope he gets well, but I just can't stand it. It's, it's yeah. not like Goto, because if you mention Goto, I just go, oh, hey. I don't go, what the fuck? That guy shouldn't exist. He's the worst thing ever. And go on a long tirade. <clears throat> you can't even watch it. In fact, this week, Luke, I found a really cool video. It may be a common video people know about, but it's about how Mio Abe is the best actress in professional wrestling. And it's a tremendous video, but there's a section with Roman Reigns in it. And I didn't send it to you because I knew you'd be like, nope, <laughs> you just wouldn't even watch it. So I'll, I'll try to find it again, but it was pretty good. There are probably things that uh, you're like, yeah, nah, 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 not doing it. And uh, I guess like, uh, I get, yeah, it doesn't have to be rational, everybody. You can, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that it, it is a, irrational dislike you know you cram something down someone's mouth long enough and they're just going to puke it up and never want to eat it again so anyway um how about that g1 do you like it do you want to talk about it I, have you heard of i it? do i have one more uh noteworthy thing to speak about and you <laughs> you already know about it but uh this week 
you know, uh, a couple days ago, I was just just thinking about how much I love the Nagoya Diamond Dolphins and how awesome it yeah. is, that, you know, Aichi, the Aichi Dolphins Arena, and how just cool it is, and how much Doki loves them. And I was just like, man. And so I last week we learned that their coach's name is Sean Dennis, which is a terrifying name, but I thought it would be safe to reach out to him. So I reached out to the coach of the Diamond Dolphins, Sean Dennis, and I let him know that that is the official B-League basketball team of our podcast. And he was happy to hear about it. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we're best friends now. So I just want to let everybody know that is actually real. So That's definitely true. And uh, I wonder if he can uh, help us. Is, it, is Doki a big fan of the Dolphins as well? Do you think he can uh, hook us up with some Doki time? That would be awesome. I don't even care if we can time? understand... Yeah, dude, I I'd love to have Doki on the show. I don't even care if we don't understand a single word he says. Oh. Just to have him on the show it would be awesome. We'll tell him that you're Robbie Eagles, and he won't know better, <laughs> so he'll just speak in in English like uh, you know American wrestling promos to us. So that'd be cool. <laughs> He's got an Aussie accent. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Luke, um, you know, to transition into our first night, I do want to mention that we are at the Takamatsu City General Gymnasium. And this leads to another shocking revelation about drama in the B-League of the uh, Japan's uh, Basketball League there. And man, so this is, of course, we already know this. This place is where the Kawaga Five Arrows, uh, the B-League team, play. And so I was looking at their roster, you know, and checking their their stats, seeing who they picked up in the offseason, what to expect from them, and to look for uh, weaknesses to report to Sean Dennis, you know, of the Diamond Dolphins, of course. <laughs> and and uh, one week, one interesting note I found is that they have a coach named Paul Henare. And I was like, wait a second. Whoa. And, yeah. And so dude is uh, obviously from New Zealand. His name's Paul Henare. I'm pretty sure he's, he's Henare's like – brother or cousin or sister or i don't know what he's he's related to him just in my head canon so this is definitely oh, okay his, yep. uh, but uh but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> so but we got big news about him because he guess what he no longer is the coach for the kagawa five hours he was an assistant coach there in october of 2019 he signed a three-year deal as the head coach of the second division club of the Kawaga Five Errors, but in July 21st, he was appointed the head coach of the Shemaine Suzanu Magic. And I just thought that was awesome because I really like when teams are named after concepts, you know, like like the, the Miami Heat, you know what I mean? Or, or the Utah Jazz. It's like a concept. <laughs> it's not like a thing, you know, it makes me laugh. It's usually basketball teams that do that, by the way. I think it's so Do the Utah Jazz train or do they just go out there and improvise? <laughs> that's why they suck they're like well we can't practice we're the jazz you know but uh that's pretty funny <laughs> oh my goodness <clears throat> so yes he's not let not 11 takamatsu city general gymnasium number one that's right which uh that's right and we start off with a block and it is kaido kimia versus hikaleo and uh, my note says, Hikaleo goes for the big booth right away. Uh, <laughs> the biggest of all the booths. <laughs> that's right. You know, big... you know who, who fits that boot, fits in that booth is uh, is Great Babe. It's his booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makabe 
him they're still not talking but uh, yes he'll kick low he goes for a big boot right away and uh <clears throat> then he does uh then he kind of like uh drops him on the outside and uh kevin kelly on the call here he's just like uh don't drop him we won't get a deposit back from noah <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> hilarious so there's a couple of notes i want to make from this i like this match and i like hikolo in this match too but <clears throat> i would be remiss if i didn't point out that like i thought that kiyomiya kind of wrestled circles around him just a little bit uh but uh, i like it it's uh kato kiyomiya kind of chopping away at uh, hikolo's leg doing some fuck your leg action on the on the big man and uh he, he does he does some this is rolling elbow move he does then turns it turns Hikaleo around, fucking boom, tiger suplex on this giant big man. That was awesome. Uh, <clears throat> like I'm still of the opinion that you probably shouldn't do a, so a lot of moves like that on a big guy like that. But I don't think Hikaleo wants to do just big man, big man stuff. He wants to do all sorts of shit, I guess. And that's fine. But uh, there's a power power slam. There's a choke slam. But no, Kiyomiya pins for two and he goes for a Rana. But another power slam and a choke slam and Hikaleo pins Kato Kiyomiya. So for me, it was a surprise. For a lot of people I saw in the Tweety, it was sort of maybe not so much of a surprise because they were all doing the number crunches and like if this person has to lose to this person, so this person thinks in the finals and all that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like Charlie with the fucking, you know, uh, cork the board. string, with- yeah. Yeah, and the red string. Uh, I don't do any of that, so I was just like, oh, man, I was going for Kato. But, you know, pretty bit fucking good win for Hikaleo, so good on him. Well, does this eliminate Kiyomiya? Or, I mean, it Look, would be nice to know don't, that. You know, but... Don't say that to me. Don't. Dude, I don't I don't want to get – all right, now, oh, I'm going to say it now. You might want to turn the volume down, people, because this is – What's the point of putting Kiyomiya in the G1 if we're not getting the Okada match? What are you doing? Uh, all right. So, aren't they in the same block? Yeah. No. They aren't? Okay. Okada's in B block. Uh, sorry. Um, I don't know why I snapped at you. Like, no! What are you stupid? It's okay. Sorry. It's the guy. Uh, but no, uh, Kato Kiyomiya is in A block. Uh, in fact, everyone, everyone that wants to beat Okada up like the uh, the Musketeers and uh, Kiyomiya, they're all in A block <laughs> with Sonata. And, uh, you know, Ikata's not giving a fuck about any of those people while he wins over and over again in the B block. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. okay. Well, I was just wondering, like, because, you know, I, I don't know what the points are. Like, I'm not paying attention to that. So I was trying to, like, find out here if this eliminates Kiyomiya. If it doesn't, then... You know, I mean, maybe he will still make it to that match. I know they're going to have a few more. You know, there's. I think there's. I don't know. I don't know if there's one more night or two more nights. Anyway, right. I guess we should. I think there's. That stuff at some I think there's one more night for each block because I think. Uh, all right. So, for what we're getting from 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 uh, night thirteen onwards until the finals, I guess, is uh, a night of block A, a night of block B, C, and you know D. Um, all right, so Kiyomiya and Hikaleo and, and Shooter, they're all on six points. Yoda, Suji, and Gabe Kid aren't far behind on five. So Sonata is the only one in A block guaranteed to be in the finals, and he's, he was the first person on 12 points, and yet there's only one other wrestler in the, in, the, in the double digits. You can all probably guess who that is straight away. 
so yeah, so Sonata's definitely in the finals in A block, and now it's pretty much just a battle between I would say like Yodosuji, Gabe Kidd, Shuda Umino, uh, Kimia, and Hikaleo. Okay, yeah. so it could still happen then, right? I mean, they got to do it, you know? I mean, I don't know. It would make the most yeah. sense. But uh, anyway, all right. Well, next look, we have a very, I, you know, I didn't really say anything about that match. It was very good. But I was like, why did Kimia lose? I was like, why do you lose? But uh, anyway, the next match is, is very good. It's Great Okan versus Yoshihashi. And the Dominator dominates Yoshihashi for like six minutes. It's awesome. He gets a pop for his little sit-in-the-corner thingy. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck Yoshihashi. But uh, they don't really think that. <laughs> Yoshihashi comes back, and they get behind him. He gets a big blockbuster, and uh, Great Okan blocks the running chops and gets an inverted backbreaker TKO thingy, which is pretty cool. We haven't seen him do that in a while. Sheep killer from Great Okan. Iron Claw suplex TTD for a near fall. The crowd is fired the fuck up with 10 minutes gone. Yoshihashi counters the Eliminator with a very, very crappy DDT. But they both fire up after some lariats and a big lariat from Yoshihashi and a lagger bump for two. The crowd is losing their mind now. Someone keeps whistling in the crowd. And it's like, they're whistling at you, Yoshihashi. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets, gets real bonkers with uh, more big reversals and uh, near falls. And there's a pop-up Eliminator for the win. Awesome. The Great Okan won. And I really like the match, so. Yeah, it was after, like, uh, I'd watched uh, Hikaleo and Karakiyamiya. I was like, why did Hikaleo win that? Then I'll look at the points and then see the tweet. I'm like, oh, right, okay, why'd I do that? Because now I can kind of logic brain it, which made me logic brain this one going, neither of these guys are going to beat, oh, this eliminated Yoshihashi, but come on, man. Yoshi was never winning the G1. Get out. Get out of here, everyone. So, (laughs) come on. He's also, yeah, yeah, but fine. So I was like. Great Khan's on two and Yoshi's on four. Yeah. And I saw that, like, and I was like, why did I do that? Because now I know Great Khan's winning. But I still had a great time watching this match. Really cool moves. I like, man, I like G1 Yoshi. <clears throat> he's, he's always really solid and dependable. None of his matches, like, are boring or bad. And he doesn't seem to have as many or hardly any at all of those weird timing issues that you and I rag on him for. So G1 Yoshi is just like, he's, uh, he's gear ready, I guess, I guess you would say. <laughs> yeah. Or he's, or he's a better singles wrestler than he is a tag guy. A tag wrestler, too, which <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's how some people are wired, but let's, let's go back to the A block with uh, Chase Owens versus Renarita. Chase is out first. And, uh, he must have Sonata last because he's uh, looking at Milano going, oh, you paradise look. Give me some tips. Tell me, you know, and Milano's like, who are you? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what happened in my head, Cannon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Ren's off to a pretty good start, but, you know, then Chase bitches about hair pulling and uh, like a wuss and takes control on the outside. Now, uh, here's, here's where I wrote the note, like, will Finley kick Chase out of Bullet Club or will Ch- and if so, will Chase still be in Bullet Club and just move into the house? I don't know. It seems like I know Kenta is in that killer division. Like they're going to keep him with uh, the the War Dogs, the Driller Drinkers, or whatever, and uh, Finley. But what are they doing with the Chase man? Like, why do I care so much? I don't know. Uh, this match is pretty decent. There's a really good package pile driver spot. Actually, it might be one of my kind of favorite ones because it's it's like a really deep almost. 
kind of get it. It's like, I liked it a lot. It was really cool. Uh, there's a jewel heist, uh, and it's counted into a Cobra twist for the finish. Uh, I like Renovator a lot, but like Yoda Suji, his finisher is uh, kind of lame. And I think uh, if I saw Zab- 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 Zack Sabre Jr. win with the Cobra twist, I'd be like, oh, yeah, because that's just like another in the million of submission haunts that he's won a match with. But uh, I don't know. I think you could do something a little cool in the Cobra Twist. That's just me. But, yeah, fine. I'm glad Bren won. Well, I, I remember him His first G1 Cobra... match. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I remember get him getting a Cobra Twist and then putting on a rear naked choke and then, like, extra stank. And then uh, Chase, like, tapped right away. So, um, but oh. you're right. Ren is boring. So, um, he kind of is, right, compared to the other he guys. He's a little bit. He's a little boring. So, you know, we'll see. I think that he's one of those guys that it will be fun to see him feud against people that are all, all, not boring. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, not this match right here. Although this wasn't a bad match. It wasn't, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's just <clears throat> Chase is boring too, so. It's early days. Like, it's heaps of stuff that Ren can do as he goes on to kind of like that. But, like, Shooter's gimmick is kind of new. Yoda Suji's gimmick is definitely something new. Ren Reader is... Well, he's some strong style, and we've kind of seen it. So I guess that's part of it as well. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you could argue that, you know, Shota Umino is not new. It's like a combination of old stuff, you know what I mean? But it, I, I, you're right, and I, and I agree that he's, you know, he's got plenty of time to grow. And like I said, the more ridiculous people that he feuds against, the better that will be. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Next, look, we have a tremendous match. This is incredible. It is Tai Chi, the greatest singer who's ever sung oh, a song goodness. in his life, versus ELP, whose music is not nearly as creative. So, um, hey! but, yeah, we get, uh, you know, a really, really annoying thing here. So I used to be a fan of ELP. I used to like him, you know, and then I found out something that he did, and it was right here. He walks over to Kevin Kelly, and him and Kevin Kelly have a chat over Tai Chi's entrance. Okay, I mean, like, fuck you. And then he does even worse. He grabs Tai Chi's mic. But guess what? It doesn't work for you, ELP, because you're not the greatest singer of all time. So, you know, and uh, ELP is eliminated here if he doesn't get a win. So, yeah, I don't know how many points he has, but if he doesn't win, eliminated. So here we go. Respect before the match. We got way more cheers for Tai Chi than ELP. He has some absolutely rabid fans in the crowd. There's just like this row, front row, like on the left side of the ring. And these guys are so out of control, they chant too fast, which is very rare. You know, usually the Japanese excellent rhythm and these guys are going so hard that they're speeding up and they're like they're like leaving their seat a little bit they're getting air on their chant it's crazy <laughs> so, anyway those guys are amazing but uh we get a kick battle to start and elp's like oh i'll kick you and taichi's like what and just fucking destroys him with the leg kick and he's like what are you doing elp now it's chops and elp's a little better at this but uh but Taichi's like, well, fuck that, and goes back to kick. So ELP, he gets some of his flippy flops in, and he plays to the um, insane Taichi fans that we were just talking about in the front row. It's funny. Taichi hits a rolling elbow, and ELP, uh, all two ELP, and knocks him out of the air while he's doing his flippy flops. It's fucking cool. Um, dangerous suplex, and Taichi starts beating uh, ELP up with knees and kicks 
holds from Taichi for a rope break. He gets the crowd behind ELP. It's awesome. There's a big comeback from ELP, and he gets the pinpoint elbow after some more flippy floppies. He wants sudden death, but Taichi dodges and hits a Gamanguri, and uh, the pants come off, Luke. And uh, there's some dodges. ELP tries an Enziguri, but Taichi blocks it. He tries again and gets it. Uh, arm dra- arm trap inverted DVD thing uh, from ELP <laughs> at 10 minutes gone. I don't know what you call that, but you can't call it a burning hammer. You can't do that. It's, it's not. It's not that. So uh, anyway, Tai Chi, uh, he's all fired up and he gets uh, a bridging dangerous suplex for two. Tai Chi's bridging suplexes over here. Uh, we get sudden sudden death for two. I don't know where hilarious sell. From uh, ELP after Taichi gets a super kick for a double down. He just has a really funny sell. It's great. So uh, finisher reversals and the crowd is fucking losing their minds. Gato clutch from Taichi. Oh, for two. Gato clutch from ELP for two. They trade kicks and lariats and ELP hits sudden death and a Gato clutch for the win. The match is tremendous. Respect after the match. Um, You know, I would just want to say that any... King of Pro Wrestling match stipulations that were were to come up in an ELP versus Tai Chi feud <laughs> would be incredible. And um, there's a fan that has an ELP sign, and uh, ELP wipes the sweat on the sign and pumps up Tai Chi fans on the way out. He pumps up the Tai Chi fans, and the Tai Chi fans are so intense. He looks at the ELP, looks at the camera, is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not a towel or even like, uh, you know, a tea towel or anything like that. Oh, it is a laminated photo <laughs> of El Fantasmo that he wipes his sweat on and hands it back. And the fan's like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he did that not a burning hammer move, he usually does like a bit of a helicopter spin before he drops people. So I thought he was right. maybe selling that he can't do the full helicopter spin. So he's just like, oh, I got him up. Boom, let's That's get him fair. down. So, uh, yeah, still pretty good. I like that uh, Taichi's, sometimes when he does the dangerous, he'll just drop them and uh, get back up and whoop the pants off or kick him or something. This time, bridge for two. Ah, I love bridges for two. I like bridges. You're a bridge enthusiast? Is that must be I, an Australian thing, you know? I'm a suplex bridge enthusiast, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, you can say Renner is a little boring, but then he'll pull out a, a, a suplex bridge and I'll be just like, yeah, I like this stuff, this guy. Now, next is um, my favorite match of the night. I'm sorry, everyone. It is. Uh, it's a block action. It is a Gabriel Kidd uh, versus Sonata. And I'm sitting there at the start of this being a little grumpy. I'm like, Gabe Kidd's coming out first. I know the champion has to come out second. I know. But I'm sitting there going, where's this Kanemaru Gambit? Are we not getting this? Ah, oh, there he is. There it is. Yep. All right. He pretty much just launches himself at Sonata with the, with, uh, <laughs> with the strong tag title or something like that. Uh, Kid uh, then uh, gets on the mic. Oh, not on the mic. He gets in front of the camera and he's like, uh, he calls uh, Kaido Kiyomiya a fucking loser. <laughs> Kid. All right. He's completely different too, but he reminds me of Jay White in that Jay White would work everyone. You know, he'd involve the commentators, he'd involve yeah. the, the fans, all that. Gabe Kidd does that, and he also, yeah, and that's like a nice little thing I kind of, I kind of like. Like it's a show for everyone who's kind of using all the tools, I guess, as you, as, as uh, some commentators might say. Marty's refing this, by the way, so hell yeah. Uh, Gabriel Kidd gets the uh, world title and he poses with it to huge booze. 
And then poor Marty gets apoplectic and then uh, explodes in anger when uh, Gabriel Kidd just dumps the world title to the outside. Uh, <laughs> he gets so mad. His eyes get big as saucers, and oh. he watches the title go flying, and it just loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he dumps that and Marty's in his face yelling at him, he's like, fucking count, dickhead. He's at Sonata's on the outside. Count. But Marty's, like, too mad about that title, and he's like, nah, fuck you. I'm not counting. Get out of here. So he goes out. So, uh, oh, I love I, I like I like Marty refing. I don't know. Like I I paid I don't pay attention to the refs as much in any other match or any other federation as much as like Marty. Uh, he just I don't know. The chumpy man. I love him. So uh kid takes Sonata bowling and back in the ring. Uh, kid just lays a whooping on Sonata, but he, he takes control. Hey, he's back on the outside, a DDT to the floor. Oh boy, yeah, kid. And Sonata makes it in the ring at 19. He, uh, Sonata, he fires back. He, he misses a mood assault. And there's this really cool move that the kid's done a few times. Uh, he won't he won't win any matches with it, but it looks fucking gnarly and brutal. He he sits in the uh, in the top rope in, in in the corner, and he'll just grab someone by their round you know wrap his arm around the uh, wrestler's neck and just lift them up off their feet. Whew. Tremendous. Yeah, I love that spot. It's freaking awesome. You think you and think then, Marty uh, was mad about that title when he saw oh, Gabe Kid hanging a man? He got real mad. <laughs> hey, you threw his title out, and now you hang, you, you're hanging the champ. What are no, you doing? No, 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 no. Oh my god. Uh, and uh, yeah, then Gabriel Kid uh, hits a brain buster. There's a low blow and a tombstone by Kid for two. Kid even tries for a, a, a mood assault, but you know, Sonata rolls away. Fuck, this match is great. And uh, Sonata has to pull out some heel shit to win, like, uh, you know, and he doesn't do it first, like he might do in, like he might have done in an LIJ match. And it, was, it pissed me off when he did it in LIJ, but it was so LIJ that, you know, you can't get too mad at it. That's just the shit they do. But Gabe Kid has been such a douchebag and a fucking dickhead that, you know, what Sonata's going to be like, fuck this guy. Oh, you got me down? Oh, leg up. Oh, kicked you in the nuts. Oh, what a shame. And, uh, in fact, he even, he even uh, rolls up kid and puts and uh, grabs the tights a little bit. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I like that. It's, uh, it's something you might see Tanahashi do. Like, uh, Tanahashi might not not uh, be the first to cheat, but as soon as you start cheating, Tanahashi would be like, oh, mm-hmm. we're allowed to cheat in this match? Okay. So uh, I like that. It's also giving like what I love about Gabe Kid too is he's an awesome bully, and so it really works well when you see him get his comeuppance and he's bumping like a maniac and and he gets like cheated on and shit like that. So uh, man, that's why it works for me. I think the whole Gabe Kid thing. So uh, he can he can dish it out and he can take it. Love it. Uh, Deadfall for the three. Loved this match. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was fun. I like uh, watching Gabe kids scream at the fans and tell them to move. And he just, like, walks up to fans like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Damn, you know. Pile driver on the floor. Safest pile driver ever. I appreciate it. Of course. You know. That's Don't hurt awful. the champ. But, uh, right. I love that. You know, I thought that match was fantastic. And Gabe kid, you know, it's like one of those things where his matches are always good. 
and that's what you want. That's all you need to do in New Japan is just have good matches every time and, you know, continue to build. And that's what he's doing. So uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, something interesting happens in between these matches. So while Marty Asami was getting, you know, accosted by the hated and evil Gabriel Kidd, you know, uh, Kevin Kelly was pretending that he cared. He was like, oh, no, it's so bad what they're doing to Marty. And he was so sarcastic. So I called him out on Twitter and he uh, mentioned my name and said uh, that uh, he was kind of mad at me for calling him out for faking his concern. You know, so I don't know, man. Kevin Kelly just constantly saying my name on these New Japan broadcasts. I think he's a fan. You know, that's all I'm saying. So <laughs> that was pretty fun. He's a fan of you. Uh, and he mentioned like Will Ospreay. He beat these two people in a month, and I'm like, well, Jay White beat these motherfuckers in like these three in like a year. And then uh, he mentioned that point on the show, but he didn't say, oh, that never opened pod things. And I'm like, you know. What's Damn funny it. about that, somebody just liked that tweet, too, on Twitter. I just saw that again. That's so funny. Um, but, uh, yes, the, he does not like you. But there's, it's funny because Global <laughs> likes you. Like, the, the New Japan Global account loves you. But if I'm on the Twitter, they're like, nah, fuck you, bro. You know? So, it's just, I mean, we got, we're, they're playing favorites over there. It's okay. I, I suspect that it's, uh, that it's Chris Charlton, by the way. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, next week, we have a few years Sorry, I'm curious about something. I wonder if the, the listeners can tell. I know that when one of us is on the Tweety, we'll say, we'll introduce ourselves and be like, hey, it's one of us, and we're doing the Tweety tonight. I wonder if we didn't do that, how long it would take for people to be like, I wonder which one this is. And uh, just to confuse Global, because if you didn't say, it's Joseph for Tweets tweeting tonight, maybe you should go, hey, it's, uh, uh, it's to yeah, it's totally me, uh, Grumpy too. Yeah, yeah, that's who I am, and I'm doing the Tweet tonight. That's me. I wonder if Global will just be like, oh, Grumpy's on. Like, 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 great tweet. I mean, they might, or they may see right through my ruse. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very good at hiding my my personality. So I, I don't know, man. Definitely. Let's see. But uh, next, Luke, we have a fascinating matchup. It is Tonga Loa versus Will Ospreay. So I like this a lot, you know, because I like the result. I like the match itself. Um, you know, I don't got a problem with this at all. I think it's pretty cool. So Tonga Loa, he pick up, <laughs> picks up Will and uh, he places him on the apron. And Tonga Loa does some fun stuff, getting in Will's way, and he tries to get in the ring. So we're playing like hokey pokey, you know, just getting in the ring, basically. So little, you know, kind of some fun stuff here. Tonga Loa does like comedy spots here and they're fun. What? So again, yeah, that was this is that was pretty cool. It's a fascinating match because we get to see stuff out of Tonga Loa we don't see versus other wrestlers. So maybe you know who you know. I don't. Know, it's hard to tell who's doing what. But uh, anyway, so Will bumps around. He makes Tonga Loa look great. He does. Uh, Tonga Loa does power moves like a long stalling jackhammer. Uh, that no offense, Alex C, but man. Tonka Loa's jackhammer is way better than yours. So um, anyway, Will comes back and runs through his offense. Will sells for crappy punches that Tonga Loa throws. Very nice. It's, uh, you know, very kind. <laughs> the but, little uh, short ones in the corner? Is that the, those, yeah, those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't quite Shane McMahon, but they were they were not good. So uh, <laughs> this is not quite a broomstick performance, but it's clear who's running the match, you know. So uh, we get big layers for Tonga Loa for two big strikes, and Will hits a hilarious Oscutter where Tonga Loa 
like half dodges so it looks real bad like he wasn't sure what move was coming and it's like whoops so anyway that's like the only kind of problem here but uh plancha but Tongaloa hits the cane uppercut uh they're both down on the outside which by the way um we've talked about the trope before that islanders have have you know have like uh thicker skulls so they're the racist trope excuse me uh that you know yeah. that, that kind of works its way in um but also the islanders this is not racist they just all do the cane uppercut every single one of them like i roman reigns all of the usos kane who's not an islander but come he on does man it. um it's yeah and and you know all the like fucking tongaloa Tama Tonga, they all do it i don't know why it's just one of those like and next time you see the cane uppercut you'll go oh that's the cane uppercut so anyway oscutter exactly from uh, <laughs> from the outside is blocked and calmly and safely Tongaloa throws will into the chairs here you go buddy sit over here um which i thought was funny he didn't go bowling they just put their shoes on. So anyway, uh, spear into the chairs and we get a near counter spot. I don't know what that means, but we get that. So um, spear counter shot, maybe. I don't know. Tongaloa spears Will before he gets in and Will defeats him by count out. Wait, what? And defeats Will by count out. OK, so here's what we yeah. got going on. Sorry, that was all jumbled. So they're on the outside. We got a double count out going on. And here comes Tongaloa spears Will before he can get in. He slides in the ring, wins by count out. I like that because that's a really cool feather in the hat for Tongaloa, man. You know, and that doesn't hurt Will Ospreay losing to him in the G1. I don't know. I thought the match was fine. You hated it, right? It's, it's not a huge feather in, in the cap for Tongaloa. <laughs> he won by countout. You want to put so the what? huge cap feather in the cap to Tongaloa, have him pin the guy. But uh, look, uh, you could have done this in a lot. Man, this was a longer match than the previous one. I don't know. Look, have you talked? To tell me about it. The match doesn't seem like something that would annoy me, but I don't know. A 15-minute tongue long match. The fact that the previous match Billy had was against like Okada, and everyone made a big deal about what it was, and then his next match he loses the tongue. I don't know. It's just. Also, I was hoping we'd get at least like one kind of short match tonight, uh, and I was hoping this would be it. And yeah, it we nice, did. So. We did not get that. But I mean, we just got free wrestling. <laughs> You know, extra yeah. wrestling. That's free wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was not my favorite match. Uh, it kind of, I like, I, I think I enjoyed to really liked uh, most of what I'd seen before. And I'm probably going to annoy people even more with my review of the next match, which I do like and I did watch twice. So everyone just fucking leave me alone before I even start talking about Shooter versus Yoda. Because I'm going to say something people won't like. But, uh, you know, I, I did I did like that spot with uh, Tongaloa. He just softly throws him into the – Billy into the crowd. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, Tongaloa and Gabriel Kidd are smart. You're wrestling top guys, and you're going to do moves on those top guys. Right. But you don't want to injure the top guys. Smart. <laughs> we don't want to injure any, anyone, but you definitely don't want to injure two of these champions who yeah, – uh, <laughs> Yeah, these that's guys a good make way get fucking nuclear heat is to injure your top yeah, guys, right? you know what I mean? That's uh, your spot <laughs> will go away real quick if you start pulling that shit, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so, Yoda Suji versus uh, Shooter. I'm glad I watched this again because I sat there going, this is going to be a draw, isn't it? And then I watched it again the next day knowing it wasn't going to be a draw and I had a bit of time. However, I will say uh, I, I was 
Yeah, I do like uh, that shooters like, oh, I'm just going to go out guns blazing here with a shotgun drop kick. And then we already see one of those trapping corner head stomps by Yota Suji. I don't know how he does it, man, but I see other people do head shit like, like Yota Suji, like a curb stomp or that some similar shit. And I'm like, man, that looks, that looks like it killed that person. Now, when I see Yota Suji do it, I have that reaction too, but also, hey, it looks like he took care of that guy too. So I like, yeah. I mean, I like it. it's kind of it's kind of up to the person taking it on that move quite a That's bit true. too, because other than getting a little push on the head, it's everything else is up to them. And you can tell guys that want to take that move and guys that don't. You know, it just kind of depends, right? Just just by the bump, yeah. Uh, shooter, yeah, he wants to take that bump. And uh, I feel like uh, Yoda, Shooter, and Ren will want to take all these kind of gnarly bumps and shit with each other because they're going to have this kind of one-upmanship storyline more pretty much throughout their careers, really, which is uh, how wrestling should work. Look, the first 10 minutes, they're not bad. They're just a little tiny bit slow for me, and I'm sorry. But there's I, I can actually pinpoint the moment where I'm just like, Hmm. I wish this would be a bit more faster paced, and then, whoa, it it goes, and it, and I'm all aboard. I'm into it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Uh, and that was the moment where it's maybe either just before or just after that 10 minute mark, Yoda Suji just uh, manages to hit a combo and do another curb stomp. And then he hits another curb stomp, and then uh, he misses one. And and uh, Shooter, he kind of like grabs uh, Yoda Suji's leg for a submission hold and things like that. And then it kind of starts fucking exploding for me after that. And I absolutely fucking loved it. So you I know. Blasting. And... <laughs> Not exploding, blasting. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, I feel like I like. I like Yoda and Shooter, and I think I like them more as as time goes on because I think like Shooter, as as you said earlier, he's like a, an amalgamation of like classic New Japan and maybe a mix of Western stuff too with the the Mark stuff, all rolled into one to kind of give it this kind of new shine. Whereas Yoda Suji is, well, for me, he's greater he's greater Khan. By uh, and by that I mean, I don't know what this motherfucker is going to do next. That's that's fair, yeah. You know, and I kind of like that. And he does these kind of combos and things that I've never really seen before. So that's so I really like that. But this 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 one problem I have with Yoda Suji, just one. I wish his finish was better than a spear. A spear should be for him. A spear should be like that transition before the main finish or something. I know he needs a finish that he can pull out really fast. Boom. But uh, Spear and a Cobra Twist. Come on, Ren and Yoda Suji. Uh, I am happy. Uh, like, I'm a, I'm a shooter. Uh, I think I wanted Shooter to win. I guess I'm a little more into him. I don't know why. Uh, I just am. Maybe it's just personal preference in my brain. But I wasn't disappointed to see Yoda pull out the, the victory here and get his second win this deep in the tournament. So, yeah. Good match. Not I'm amazing. Yeah. Super great, but... The question you're asking yourself at the beginning of this match is, will they draw? And 
They yeah. don't. And not only do they don't, I mean, they go to the wire, but I didn't really feel the length of the match at all. I was like really into it. I thought it was fantastic. And I thought these two went out there and did the fucking new Japan heavyweight main event match. And it was tremendous. And like when two guys like this do that and take the crowds to the highs and lows that they were able to take them. And, you know, I don't know, man, I thought this was fucking awesome, but I have a theory as to why you were uh, less than, uh, you know, pleased with this. And that is because early in the match, Shota Umino, he runs out like he's going to run in from the side and do something on the apron uh, from the outside. But he opens the little gate just to get a little, little extra room for running room, which I thought was pretty funny. And he hits the Roman Reigns drive-by dropkick on the apron. So I think subconsciously you saw that and you were like, wait a second. Fuck this and he didn't like the match <laughs> after that but um i didn't put two and two together but i didn't like that move you're right <laughs> <laughs> that move was awesome i didn't make the right connection but i saw that move i'm like what is that what are you doing <laughs> i like that move. it's a good one sounds cool looks cool i don't know what you want but uh <laughs> i, didn't I mean realize. oh that's hilarious oh my god <sighs> yeah i like that match a lot and this night you're right. Like a lot of the matches are long. That one goes over 19 minutes. The next one also goes over 19 minutes, which, you know, most of this match, I don't have a lot to say about it because it's very standard. You know what I mean? And there's, I don't know what else to say about it, but except for the brief things that happen to describe it, it's just very standard. You know, these guys, uh, it's Kenta versus Okada in the main event here of night 11. Um, and they are, you know, not sleepwalking through the match, but they're not necessarily going their hardest, you know what I mean? Which I get, I'm not mad at them, but I mean, Kenta plays mind games and then the mind games backfire on him. He gets a ref bump, but Okada has his drop kick and Okada uses the drop kick to bail himself out over and over again. Kenta does get to destroy Okada with a Kenda stick at one point. That was a lot of, that was a lot of fun, but Okada hits drop kicks and the Rainmaker and he beats Kenta and he has a million points, and Kenta doesn't have very many. Akata's on 10 now, and Kenta is on 4. Uh, now, I, you know, people could be like, I've done the maths on this, and this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. That's fine. But uh, every now and again, there is a match where you're just like, mm, yeah. Like, Akata is really good at making me go, Man, this other guy has a chance of beating him. No, never felt that with this match at all. At all. And I'm just like, all right, well, I know I said the previous match started a little slow for, slow for me. But the end, like the last, the, the second half of that really fucking crushed for me. Like, I loved it. So why wasn't that the main event? I would have put the two younger guys on uh, on the main event over uh, Akata Kenta. Uh, on paper, I understand why they do Akata Kenta. But yeah, it's not my... It's weird. Like I like both uh, both guys, Carter and Kenta. They should. And we we know Kenta can go against like New Japan sub guys. Like I love his Tanahashi matches and shit. His Naito matches too. Fuck it hell. Yeah, I don't know. This just didn't land. I don't know. Sometimes it happens, right? Yeah, I thought this night was very very good. You know, um, I don't know. I like uh, I like all the G1 stuff. I'm I'm the toxic positivity guy. When it comes to the G1, I like it all, um, you know, unless it's Kodo. And even then, I will begrudgingly say I like it if it's Kodo, you know. So, I mean, I said something nice about Yoshi, Yoshihashi earlier. 
So, I mean, I'm growing, I'm getting older, I'm becoming more open-minded, and uh, I think that's a good thing, Luke. It's definitely a good thing. Uh, and uh, look, this is where I wrote in my notes, like, so are we not getting Kimia versus Akata in this G1 at all? If that, if we're not getting that, it's like making a Star Wars sequel and not having Luke, Han, and Leia reunited on screen. Like, weird and wrong. Anyway. It's a little uh, different than that, but yes, I see where you're going with that. But uh, it's yeah. a little different. Just let me have this shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> never. All right. So, never! Speaking of never, oh, yeah. Uh, now, uh, I'm generally a huge C&D block guy, uh, but the, the previous night that we we covered, uh, it was night 10 on our previous episode, wasn't my favorite. And maybe sometimes it's just the combos aren't quite the best or just whatever reason, I, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just a fucking grumpy prick sometimes, Mr. Andy, and that's just all there is to it. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> You're just like, yep, that one. Mm-hmm. That's the answer right there. Well, it's... it's- <laughs> I should take this first match so that you can do. It's your turn to do the the D blocks, right? Or right? Uh, C blocks. So, Yay! Thank you. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. So we're at the for night twelve. We're at Hiroshima Sun Plaza. We've been there many times before. There are no basketball teams to play here, which is just what? disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um. But you know they do let wrestling happen there. And but here's the cool thing. Okay. So we've talked about it many times. This is, you know, the place where they do the annual Seijin Shiki, I think is the name of it. It's the Japanese coming of age ceremony. And there's like this special kimono that you buy and all this stuff. We've talked about it many times before, right? And it is a, it's like this, this ceremony and this, like this whole thing is gone. It goes back to 700 AD and maybe earlier. Holy shit. It's so the cool thing about it is that just recently they had, the first one since COVID that was like, you know, open to everybody or whatever. And there was like 200,000 people there or something like that. So it's so awesome. I love ancient traditions and I'm so glad that this one is hitting off. And so, you know, wrestling also happens in this building. So that's what we're going to talk about now. And the opening match is Alex C versus Tanahashi. And uh, man, this is an interesting match. Okay, so I like to really pay attention to what the wrestlers do when they come out, because a lot of times they're going to tell you the story right then and there. You know, if they're really good or if maybe sometimes if they got something on their mind, they'll tell you the story. So Alex C comes out. He's not a maniac. He calmly comes to the ring. He just stands there and he waits and he's like all business he knows he's about to beat Tanahashi. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. It's so cool. So anyway, so they get this match, and it's, it's pretty standard stuff for a second until Alex uses chops and takes it to the outside. Then he's, he picks up fucking Oscar Lube and throws him onto Tanahashi. That was awesome. Uh, Tanahashi comes back in the ring, and Alex cuts him off with a um, – it says, uh, oh, some kind, oh, a spinning backbreaker. That was really cool. That's what that was. So Alex almost wins after Tanahashi tries the high fly float, but Alex bridges out of the high fly float. So good. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, a couple more practices with that. That could be one of the best, move, like, counters ever. That was, it was oh. like, oh, you know, maybe a little, a couple more times. But, man, that was so cool. So, 
he picks up Tanahashi and hits this like two stage, you know, DVD that is just bonkers. Gets two. The crowd is losing their mind. And I realize that this night the crowd is fucking like, uh, you know, Osaka levels. They are crazy and they're already crazy here at the beginning. It's awesome. So out of nowhere, Jackhammer, Alex C wins. He beats Tanahashi, man. How awesome is that for him? So cool. So cool for him. He he kind of needed he needed a really cool big win. I think that's his second really cool big win, if I'm uh, not mistaken. But man, I really like I, I know what you mean. Like I really love that bridge. But before he hit it, I thought, were you supposed to catch Tanahashi then do that? Do something? Oh, no, no, no. It's the bridge. This is what we're doing. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but then I was like, wait, I've never seen that before. That's really cool. But, and, but I agree with you. Well, he'll get better at that as he, as, he, as he goes along. And he can probably pull that bridge move out of all kinds of like, like I can see maybe one day wrestling uh, Tamatonga and Supreme Flow. Oh, yeah. bridge. You know, shit like that. Uh, oh, man. And it's such a simple idea. Like on paper, let's just bridge out of this fucking heavy move that I'm and I'm doing. Man, that's a really good idea. So yeah. I really dig that match. And I really dig the next match too. There's one nice. Here we go. Ah oh, man. I <clears throat> look. If anyone thought okay, didn't like the previous night. I did. I liked it. I fucking love night twelve, everyone. Love it. Didn't really matter what fucking block Andy gave it tonight to cover up the Oh my god. This is Mikey Nichols versus Evil <laughs> Double Kanamaru Gambit. Oh they threw it to each awesome. other. <laughs> yes. Uh my, my Mikey and Fujita are coming out. Here comes Evil and Dick Togo. Oh my god. This is fun. Evil gets stalling, suplexed by Mikey in the middle. There's a crowd fight. Uh, Evil tells him to give up on the mic because, you know, Evil will get him on the outside. He'll do a mic joke and he might talk some shit on the mic. Mike, Mikey snatches the uh, mic back and calls Evil a piece of shit. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Which is uh, totally deserved with good cause. Uh, now, this is a match where I find, like, this might be a little sloppy in places, but whatever they're doing is working for me and I really like it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Mikey and uh, Mikey tries to fly back, but, you know, evil's going to evil and uh, Togo's going to Togo and they're just fucking, like, shutting him down, like, almost every single time before Mikey can really get any any kind of moves together. That is until so Vegeta recovers and makes the save taking out Dick Togo crowd's going fucking nuts for that and I'm like fuck yeah usually some, there, there have been a few nights for C&D Block where the crowd has been like we like this but we ain't cheering until <laughs> Naito comes out yeah. whereas tonight they were like we're gonna cheer the whole time and I was like yeah good because this is awesome and I'm thinking like Mikey's crushed this Mikey even uh he likes to call himself Mad Mikey sometimes, and he even uh, he does a bit of he does a bit of Fury Road because uh, he, you know, he gets into Evil's face. He's like, "Witness me," which makes me feel like Mikey, why aren't you coming out with silver face paint on your face, all over your mouth and teeth? You should be all shiny and chrome and then whoop some ass uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, man, Vegeta makes the save. It's awesome. And then Mikey starts making the comeback, and he traps. Evil. Oh my god! All right, 
<laughs> have you ever watched a, a pro wrestling match? I don't mean an indie match or anything like that. I mean, like, you're watching a major promotion, doesn't matter which one, and you see a wrestler do a move, and you know, like, be it house shows or training, all this kind of stuff, they have plenty of time to kind of fine-tune their shit before, like, a singles match or a big match and get it all done. But have you ever watched, like, a major promotion and see a wrestler do something and you just think to yourself, is that the first time they've ever done that ever in the history of their career? Because I love the yeah. finish, but uh, it's kind of one of those really shit finishes that Andy will be like, I fucking adore that. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Because I see, like, no offense, Mike, I love this match too, so I'm putting you over, but that is like the worst O'Connor roll kind of trap <laughs> pin I've ever fucking seen, man. No yeah. offense. And uh, look, it was cool to see uh, Mikey get a big win. He would. Man, I've been loving how they booked Evil this tournament. Uh, you know, uh, a winner, but also getting his comeuppance. These matches have just been a blast for me. And same with Mikey. So, uh, yeah, awful pin. Fury Road rules, though, Mikey, you're right. Uh, great match. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that I my note says he hits the worst O'Connor role ever to win. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Couple, I can see uh, looking up at him going, hurry up! Yeah. Yeah, he did. He took forever. It was so funny. And Fujiti was even looking at him like, ah, you know, okay, good enough. Um, but uh, this is uh, there's a couple really funny spots in this match. For example, um, there is a super dick punch from from Dick Togo off the second rope, which is really funny. To and uh, also you were talking about how to be a little sloppy. There is a hilarious pot part in the the crowd caught on to this immediately where they're trying to do the host spot evil and dick togo and dick togo and evil can't decide whether like evil's gonna irish whip him in but dick togo's like no you don't have to do that and but evil's like no we're irish whipping dick togo's like no i'm backing up and the crowd is like what are you doing <laughs> they <laughs> fucked up the, the hoe train spot it was really funny so um it's very rare for evil and togo to be um out of time very rare <laughs> but it happens yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It, it had, the crowd picking up on it added to the match just a little bit, and then the the super dick punch came right after that. So it was almost like Dick Togo was like, "Ah, fuck you! This is your guy. I'm gonna punch him in the dick." So I don't know, pretty fun. So another fun <laughs> match with another TMDK guy uh, who is oh yeah oh I forgot to mention this too is that during the entrance on that last match, uh, Evil and it looked like it was Evil Dick versus TMDK. You know, it looked like a tag match when they came out, and it kind of functioned <laughs> that way a little bit, too, which is funny. So they did a tag match without tags, basically. But anyway, all right, next match, Luke, is another TMDK versus someone else match. It is Toriyanu versus Shane Haste, and this is uh, this is a tremendous Yanu match here. So oh my God. Fujita's out again, maybe to save the day again. We'll see. So, and, okay, so we know that uh, Shane Haste has been coming out with the silly hat on, right? And so Yano says, oh, you have a hat? Well, I'm bringing a hat to the ring, too. And it's his bag, the bag that goes over your head, you know, um, which which Kevin Kelly calls it one of them blackout bags. Is that a thing? <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I suddenly, suddenly I'm imagining uh, Kevin Kelly pulling up in a van while the van doors open and a black ops team come out and chuck a bag over someone's head and uh, <laughs> put them back in the thing, a blackout bag. Like, yeah, he's like, oh. You've been watching. Well, maybe maybe he's watching Jack Ryan with you, you know, so I'm oh, sure that man. happens all Hell the time yeah. in that show. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so this is pretty funny because, man, Shane Haste, really smart, really, uh, you know, quick on his feet. 
And Kevin Kelly says, oh, is that a do-rag on his head? And Shane Hayes says, let's call it a don't-rag. And I was like, yeah, brother, that's pretty funny. So Yano, he wants to trade hats. So, and this is great because <laughs> Shane Hayes is like, no, you're going to throw my hat in the crowd, you know? And he's like, no, I won't do it. And Yano goes, I'm a gentleman like that, which was fucking hilarious. So, so they both end up, you know, with the hats on their head. Right. And, but, you know, of course, Shane Hayes gets his pulled down and now he's wearing the bag over his head. Uh, Luke's favorite move catapult, but Hayes is ready. And Yano gets all of his shit in here. Haste hits a drop kick, shutting that fucking down. He uh he blocks the cold spray too, which well it's it's sanitizer or whatever it is, but I just always pretend it's cold spray because that's funnier. So anyway, he blocks <laughs> the cold spray and he holds Yano at spray point, which was so funny. <laughs> so he's got him like a Mexican standoff, you know, pointing the spray at him, and, and Yano's like, oh fuck. So Yano escapes under the ring. So Shane Haste is like, well. What uh, things do I have at my disposal here? Oh, Fujita, you get under there. Get under there, get him. So Fujita goes under the ring, and they could have waited a little longer here because Shane Hayes, like, waits no time, and then goes right in after him. If they had just waited a little bit longer, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, oh no, it sounds like it's going poorly under there. Ah, now I go down to save it, right? So now all three guys are under the ring. Unfortunately, we do not get the snap snap zoom on the, the empty ring Man, come on. That was so funny the first time they did that. So <laughs> anyway, and Yano comes out first, all right? Then Fujita's out, and he's got the bag on his head. Then Shane Haste is out for the amazing comedy spot where he has a bucket taped over his head. Yano taped a bucket to his head. <laughs> it's amazing. So Fujita, they also could have made this last a little longer. It's almost like they came... Like, he should have come out from under the ring when the counting had already started. So he comes out. Fujita has to direct him back to the ring. And he gets in at, like, 14. So, eh, you know, it would have been fun if it was 19. And, they, you know, he tripped and fell all over the place and stuff. But uh, they didn't have time for that. So Yano or, – or, okay, so Haste wrestles Yano with the bucket on his head. And this, this is funny. And uh, Yano sends K Kenta Sato into Haste, who almost slams him, thinking that he's Yano. <laughs> it's great. Mm -hmm. I love – Kenta Sato just wiggling in his arms, you know, no, and he's wiggling his legs and wiggling his arms and Haste figures it out. And then Haste, this is the only problem I have with this match. So low blow from Yano, but Haste somehow blocks it. What? That's, he's blind. How can he block it? So you can look down in the bucket, maybe. Eh, eh. Um, so anyway, and he hits a lariat, which is nice. Um, then he powers the bucket off. <laughs> so funny. And it ends up on the ref's head for a second. Fair play from Yano. Yano wins. And Shane Hayes says some weird shit on the way out. So there's a little kid and he tells kids, he tells his kid not to grow up on the way out. And he, and he says, enjoy it while you're young. And for like, enjoy what? Getting punched in the balls? Like, <laughs> that was awesome, he's right? Think, he's not thinking straight because one, he got hat betrayed again, and yeah. then he got punched in the nuts. Uh, I I do like one of the funny funniest things for me was like like just before they swap hats, Shane Hayes is like I've been hurt like this before. <laughs> and I'm like oh my god, that is just fucking incredible. That's just I reckon it's it's not often that I say this because like Yano matches are usually nice and short, have a good sweet spot, but wish this match had maybe another. Four to five minutes, to be honest. I really like what these two guys were putting down. 
and if this was maybe not pitch perfect, a little messy, it, all it did was make me go, oh, I want to see these two wrestle each other some more, please. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. In fact, I'm all, I'm, I'm, if we're getting close to the uh, the tournament that we hate, uh, well, I, I would still like Tanahashi and Yano versus uh, TMDK. I think that'd be a fucking fun time. So, yeah, nah, comes out with a bucket. And I like how, like, a lot of the time when they come out with something on their head, the wrestler will have to hold it onto their head because, yeah. you know, well, why aren't you just taking it off, dickhead? <laughs> uh, so uh, they tape it on. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> I really like oh, it I, a lot. That's fun. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, Luke, all this other stuff we've talked about up until now has been really good. But are you ready to enter fifth gear <laughs> in fucking red line? Because that's what we're going to do for the rest of the show. Holy shit. It is C-Block and it is Hinare versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I was giddy for this match. And there's this match is just fucking cool. And one of the things that play a big part of this match, believe it or not, because it is the Ishii match, but it's kicks. Uh, kicks have a have a lot to do with this match in, in various parts right from the get-go when Hanare just fucking stiffs Ishii right in the back with one and Ishii's just like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. You know, and uh, Ishii's inviting kicks in. So Ishii even does a little bit of fuck your leg, catches the leg on his shoulder, drops down, fucking does some leg stuff. I'm like, all right. And the strikes are, are awesome. They, they, they always are, but like, Hanare's not just going to do that. He's going to involve those kicks. And it's all about kind of Ishii being maybe either ready for them or able to dodge them. There's a dodge start, by the way, by the way which is perfectly timed, you know, like that feeling out process that you usually see maybe in a, in a junior match or an Osprey match. This is the never heavy version of that. And uh, it's fucking awesome. Now, th- and this match is a fucking war. It's like the never staple of Ishii versus like the young man who is looking to prove himself in. I don't yeah. know why you're looking to prove yourself anymore, Hanare. I think you've proved it to, to all of us, I think. Man, Ishii at one point, he does this standing headbutt that takes them both off their feet. Like, he, 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 it's like Ishii isn't just going to headbutt you and put his top half into it. He he just, like, unbalances himself just to get that extra bit of oomph into it. It's fucking great. These are two guys that have wrestled each other quite a few times, maybe not in major big matches, but definitely in like many mixed tags and maybe in a singles match or two. And Hanare has never beaten Ishii uh, ever. Uh, so, you know, it's always been not Ishii winning or if it's a six man, someone else. But uh, oh, man, their chemistry is great. And what I'm loving about Hanare at the moment is he's having amazing chemistry with like the, all the amazing fucking never guys. He's having great chemistry with almost everyone, by the way. But the, the never guys, too? oh man, that's my shit right there. It's like an Irish wrestling for me, even though I, I know he's not. <laughs> he's definitely not wrestling for me. So just nah. he, like he's even doing some Ishi shit where Ishi's landing some blows and Hanari's just like moving into it, like Ishi would, just moving into it. Like, all right, I can do that too. And then I like. I'm not talking so much about Ishii's moves because we we know what Ishii does, and I just I feel like I just love Hanare over at the moment. He does these fucking gnarly strike combos, man, where it's like punch, hook kick, then one of those fucking gnarly headbutts, and oh, I just 
He's got that high knee in the corner. He like, and then like a gnarly knee, like up close and personal into Ishii's face. Dude, I've seen that that mm. running knee counter, like that was one of the coolest, oh most well-timed strikes you can do. That can Absolutely. be done. Oh. I, I I see one of the hugest urinagis I've seen, and I haven't seen been seeing many urinagis uh, now that. Uh, uh, Jay White's over at A-Dubs. A- so, thanks, Hanare. I love a Uranaki. And that was deep. Not as deep as that fucking huge Rampage tackle, though. So, holy shit. He gets some huge air with uh, with Ishii on that one. Ishii does a nice German-looking suplex, too. But, you know, Hanare's on his feet. You get those kinds of spots, too. It's fucking amazing. So many near falls. These guys are just beating the absolute shit out of each other. It is heaven to my eyeballs. Uh, and it's like that sweet spot for never matches, like around the 15-minute mark. Hanare manages to finally, finally hit Streets of Rage, and in true Ishii fashion, he makes Hanare fucking earn that shit for the win. One, two, three. Hanare finally does it. He beats uh, Ishii. This is not for this is for nothing but points. I don't think either man can qualify for the finals at all. And, uh, you know... It wasn't about that. This is about, like, Nishi going, I like to fucking hurt people. And Hilarious like, oh, man, I want to beat you so fucking bad. It's happening. And he's got win. He's only got uh, two wins in the G1, Mr. Hanare. But uh, what wins? They're both against Shingo Takagi and Tomohiro Ishii. Whew. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's as good as it gets right here. These kinds of matches are why we watch New Japan. Like, this is what we started a podcast over. I mean, we've said it before, but, like, something I really love about this match is that they, you know, they do the strong style, never stuff, obviously, but they do, they just knock, they set up and knock down sequence after sequence. And it's just, it's just flawless at times. And they do the mirror spots. And they also do, like, a a spot I like to call the Ashton answered. It's like, Hey, I'm trying to do a move on you, but I can't right now because you blocked it, but then I'll get around to it. It's like the asked, let me put this move on you. No. Okay. I'm going to answer for you. And then I'll put it on. Meaning like, like, let's say in this match, it was an insiguri, you know, for example, they were doing kick stuff and it's like, oh no, EC gets the insiguri blocked, but then, you know, he hits three other reversals and then hits it. Or sometimes 12 moves later or three sequences later he hits it and it's all part of this big long sequence that they're doing they do a lot of stuff like that that is just i don't know i love it i think it's so good and i'm thinking to myself yeah there's other good matches on this night but like i mean it can't get any better than this right you know ishii versus Sonari is where it's at which by the way again ishii tremendous g1 like what a fucking i mean like He's always good. And and you also mentioned it too. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place, but I have a lot of thoughts on this is that you mentioned also that they've always had good matches, Hanari and Ishii. And it's true. I remember watching Hanari as a young lion versus Goto or versus Ishii in like singles matches and us going, oh, this is what this guy could be. You know what I mean? And us like being, I remember us saying on this podcast, we only like Hanari when he wrestles these guys, you know, like that type of stuff. And it's yeah. not that way. It's not that way anymore. He's learned to work with everybody, but at the same time, this is what he excels at. And I'm so glad that 
they let him excel at it in you know this uh, this tournament. So awesome. Well, next, Luke. Like I said, I didn't think we could get any better. I didn't think we continue to be never as fuck, but we are. It's it's oh, Hiroki shit. Goto in his weak weak body versus Jeff Cobb in his big strong body. And good lord. <laughs> They're, okay, so I have often ragged on Goto for being boring, for being generic, and also, you know, I don't really ever talk about that much, but he doesn't really, like, make face, facial expressions very much. He's got the determined look, and that's it. You know what I mean? And, like, maybe a little pain. Dude, he, you know, we talked about the Aussie effect. Maybe it's just the United Empire effect, because Goto is a different wrestler in this match than you would normally see. He is incredible in this match. He gets punked out at the beginning by Cobb. He's scared of Cobb. It's great. So Goto decides his only chance is to heal out on Cobb's leg. And we almost have like <laughs> kind of like a heel versus heel match. And it's like, it's not clear whose alignment's what. It doesn't matter. You know, it's uh, so, you know, um, we get uh, Goto kind of like hanging up uh, uh, Jeff Cobb in the corner in the ropes, Canadian style, and doing a bunch of like fuck your leg with kicks and stuff. And it's all brute force. You know, it's not it's not like uh, finesse or good wrestling, just brute force. So Cobb, he gets the John Cena and uh, sends uh, Goto to the guardrails on the outside. And this is when Goto starts selling the ribs. This is what he was afraid of. All right. He took a few, you know, moves at the beginning, but the ribs have been protected. Now his fears are realized. So Cobb argues with Chumpy, which is pretty funny. And, and then right after he's doing that, he acts like he doesn't see Goto and does the big step over on the outside. <laughs> and then he just kick, <laughs> he just kicks the shit out of him. And it's so great. He uses his Cobb mind games and it's so fun. Goto sells so big for Cobb. And here's a really cool spot where we see some amazing a plus B equals C wrestling. So Goto likes to do that spinning heel kick in the corner. Well, Cobb's standing there. What's he do? He catches uh, Goto and hits him with the fucking spin cycle. And after walking in the center of the ring and the whole time, you know, that facial expression when like you're playing Mike Tyson's punch out and you're about to hit the like the like star punch and the character's going no 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 like that you know like that's the face that goto makes while he's getting slammed and it's like yes he is fucking scared and it hurts and i love he's scared of the pain and he's scared of losing it's ah it's fantastic so there's all kinds of great reversals and goto uses a rear naked choke to try slow cop down but cop pulls him off and hits a huge drop kick and when i say huge i am telling you huge it was awesome he smeared fucking goto's stupid face off his head and then in the face in the face this is this is the only thing i saw that could have been a mistake but i'm not sure because Cobb is like about to go up for the sushi garoshi which is what my notes forever say that that match or that that move is called but he kind of slips out and like i mean he slips out like so like maybe he wasn't supposed to get out of that but that's okay because what happens they kind of reset it but without any, but I mean, it would be really hard to notice that they reset it and they end up doing the move and it's yeah. great. So I, I don't know. I thought that was so cool and they handled it well. And if, uh, you know, if you weren't looking for that, you probably wouldn't have seen it. Um, Luke, this match is never as fuck. Goto, he busts out a move, um, which is really funny. Um, he hits the code red. <laughs> so. Dude, I thought when he was doing the code red, when he was like, 
right up with his arms spread, I thought he might have yelled out, I'm king of the world! <laughs> he said, I'm a lady wrestler! That's what he said, and then he did the code red. That was funny. Uh, but GTR over the knee, Goto wins. That match was incredible. Like, I think I, I kind of liked it a little bit more than Ishii versus Sonari, or they're equal. They There's a fucking great night of wrestling here. Yeah. I might be maybe see part of me is I, I don't know what to say now because yeah, I love both matches but also I kind of I would go to be injured all the time not real real injured but, you know <laughs> not not, real, not really I'm not, mean, a, not a fucking asshole but uh, if if you know but this kind of injured you know where because I winced every time I saw him take like a, a suplex or a spin cycle or some shit like that I'm like oh Cobb walked on him like so I'm feeling his pain with that. Oh, turns you into Ian Riccoboni. That's right. But I'm not on commentary, so I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And just when you think it can't get any worse than having your ribs fucking smashed in by Jeff Cobb, dropkick in the face. <laughs> oh, man. That's absolutely awesome. Like, I think Cobb's comfortably going to be in, like, maybe the finals or if, you know, something. He should. His G1's been tremendous, and they always book him strong for, for G1s. But, uh, you know, so he could take a loss, and it's fine. Mate. Man, it's my favorite go-to match in a long while. I love to, That's not a tag team title kind of match, you know. Favorite singles match of his in, in, in a long time. I loved it. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I dislike his matches or anything like that, but I'm saying this is one of... Yeah, I love this match. He's, this I is mean, his best match. Had, he's had a pretty good G1. He just fucking crushed yeah. it with Tanahashi on the last show. So I'm just saying. He's been doing pretty good. I am telling you that Goto has been doing well. You should believe me <laughs> when I tell you. So. <laughs> Goto owes you so much money now, man. Like, fuck. I mean, he owes me a bunch of energy drinks and a t-shirt that says, no, I will do this. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. Uh, so it, it's you, man. No. Oh, no, it's, it's me. Just, yeah. Yeah, because I'm Mr. C-Block. Sorry. I, uh, I was just like, yeah, two never matches. And, oh, man. And I was like, are we going to keep the ball rolling? Yeah, I think we do. This is uh, might not be quite as never as the previous two matches, but I still really liked it. Especially when you consider that neither Tamatonga nor Eddie Kingston, according to uh, Kevin on commentary, but he wasn't 100% sure, but you know, I'm allowed, that uh, these men have never even stepped into a ring together before. Like, no tags, nothing. This is the first time they've shared a ring, and they're going to have a singles match. And uh, you mentioned it uh, to me last night, and it's kind of true. They are in the diva spot. Not only did... And I, I feel like they're in the... Hurry up and finish because Naito's on next spot. That's that's the spot they're in, right? They like they like Goto Cub a lot. They like all the other stuff. I'm not saying they dislike this match. The crowd gets into it, but I feel like they're like we're here for Naito. We've been nice to everyone. Now give us the Naito. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's in a tough <laughs> spot, but it's still very yeah. good, you know. It's a really interesting match too. Never seen them in the ring together. I thought this match could go either way. And I, and I just, just had this kind of unknown factor to me that I really dug. And really, 
nice back and forth between both men. It's It's got a bit of a, a speedier pace to it than maybe uh, Goto Cop and uh, uh, like and, and uh, Ishii and Hanari. They're just, especially with Tama, he's moving. He's super crisp in this match and great. Eddie's on fire, selling like a maniac. And I see what might be like maybe. I know he won with a backflip fist over uh, Mikey Nichols. And that was awesome because, you know, Mikey's gonna he's going to sell that head and that work. But I think I saw my favorite backfist in the tournament in this match. <laughs> where uh, fucking, I think uh, Tama wants to hit maybe Gunstun or, or something like that or a spear or whatever. And fucking boom, backfist right in the mush by Eddie Kingston for two. <sighs> Holy shit. It wasn't a lot of like the kind of gun stunny bullet clubby stuff by Tamara in this match too, which is might be another in- reason why I kind of dug this more. Uh, the only thing that annoyed me about Tamara is when I see him pose in the, in the in the corner of the ring before the match start, and I hear cutthroat era, and uh, that's the only thing because I thought this match was really damn good. Uh, Northern Lights, but no, uh, no Tamara counters it, but eventually Eddie hits the. Uh, it's that move for the win or the Northern Lights uh, bomb suplex. And yeah, great stuff. I feel felt like it might not have been quite as good as the two previous matches, but it did it did carry that momentum very well into, oh my God, into a, what might be the best match ever in the history of ever. No, it's really good though. <laughs> so... Who Eddie Kingston and Tom Tong, can either of them win the tournament? Like I feel like that they both have won fair, like fairly they've won a few matches. Is that right? All right. So there's a bit of a, a thing going on with uh, with C Block uh, right now is you've got a lot of people either at eight or really close behind eight on seven. So you got uh, uh, this might spoil the main event, but eh, doesn't matter. All right. So. Ishii, Hanare, Mikey Nichols, I'm almost positive they're out. Uh, they can't win. So they can just play spoiler and all that kind of stuff now. now. But Shingo Tamat- and Tamatonga are at seven. Uh, they have a draw against each other. But Eddie Kingston, Evil, and David Finley are all on eight. So one, two, three, four, five men. It's, it's, a, it's a battle of uh, not only who – see, A block uh, – a block, Sonata is in the finals already. B block, Sonata's in the finals already. Uh, C and D block, we don't even know who's going to be in the finals on first place <laughs> or be the the runner up. So, you know, uh, I'm, exp- I'm I'm uh, I just don't know, and I like that. Well, I, 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 right. I feel like I love that about C and D. So the answer to my question is either one of these guys could possibly still make it to the finals. So that's important. Absolutely, yes. I just thought that was interesting. And and this match has an interesting thing about it too. No Jono. So Tomatonga comes yeah. out and I'm like, why why isn't Jono there? And I'm thinking, oh, because Thomas wrestling heel so that Eddie can sell. You know, which makes me like the match a lot better because I'm not a huge fan of babyface Tomatonga. So I like this a lot. It was not my favorite match on the night. Um, it's hard to say what that would be, and uh, we'll leave that for our top ten, you know, uh, matches that Andy thinks is one of his best in uh, this night G1, which will be at the end of the year. So, um, <laughs> next loop, the roof comes off the goddamn Hiroshima oh Sun God. Plaza because it is the match that everyone's been waiting for. It is Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Saber Jr., a marquee matchup in New Japan every time, and a rivalry that goes back many years. Now, 
this is an interesting fact that I guess we were supposed to know, but I didn't know this, and I think it is so fucking funny. So if I always thought that Hiroshima was Naito's hometown, because they always go nuts for him there, and they say this is Naito's hometown on commentary, but apparently it's not his hometown. It's just the hometown that his favorite baseball team is in, the Carps, which is so fucking funny. <laughs> that made me <laughs> laugh really hard. So he Naito comes out second, and uh, you know he's of course taking forever, and he's taking his clothes off, and he goes into super slow mode, just staring at Zach. And Zach's like, I don't care, dickhead, take as long as you want. And so Naito starts throwing his clothes to Zach like he's a, a young boy, which Zach uh, throws it to Juice and Thunder Liger, and who is on commentary and very drunk, and Fujita on the outside, and uh, that's fun. So Zach doesn't do a clean break to start all right uh so he wants a clean break they want a clean break nope and then he catches naito's leg during the tranquilo fake out and very slowly does one of his own and the crowd loves it but naito is actually mad he's like actually angry he's like what the fuck so uh we get all kinds of awesome reversals and naito does his tranquilo fake out off the finally to the delight of the crowd uh, Naito notices something about Zack Sabre Jr. He's like, arms, legs. Oh, you! I see your neck. It's actually pretty nice neck. And he's like, hey, you want to go visit the little gate out there? It's been getting some business earlier. So they, they do a fucking neck breaker on the little gate, which I, you know, that gets a pop out of me every time. So it's fuck your neck, man. Cravat of doom. But here's the thing is that, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. notices that Naito has an arm. He's going to need that to do Destino, isn't he? Well, maybe I should break that off. So that's what we're doing here. It's fuck your neck. <laughs> no, fuck your, fuck your arm. Zach tortures Naito's arms, and they just take turns destroying each other's respective body parts. It's great. So Naito gets the leg Nelson on at 10 minutes gone, and Zack Sabre Jr. gets some crazy tarantula-style hold in the ropes in the corner. They hit the Bouye spot. There's a masterful blend of like neck and arm trauma through the reversal sequences that is really hard to explain unless you watch it. It's tremendous. They're both going for things that would hurt each other's specific body parts, but countering with things that would hurt their opponent's specific body parts. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I know what so, you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain, but Naito, he sneaks in a Destino during this exchange for two Esperanza, but Zack Sabre Jr. turns it into an arm bar, and it looks like it hurts real bad. Uh, he's got both arms. Now he's got one with the leg scissors. Now he's got both again, but Naito barely gets to the ropes. They do a fish-out-of-water spot, and they trade some insane strikes, and Zack wants the Zack driver, but Naito counters with Destino. That's the second one, but no, Zack driver! But Zack can't get to the pin, and that's a win every time. You don't need to hit that twice, typically, but he couldn't get to the pin. God damn it. Luke, there's only three minutes left. Naito counters mm. the Dest, or he gets the Dest. Wait, what is this? Okay, so Zack Sabre Jr. counters the Destino with some kind of like brain buster type move. There's a near fall after a trapping pin from uh, Zack. Fast reversals, and Zack strikes, tries to roll through a tornado DDT, but small package from Naito to counter, and that and and then that counters the counter, and he wins with like one minute left, meaning Naito wins. No temper tantrum for Zack Sabre Jr. because he's a leader and a father now to Fujita, and he must set the example to TMDK. And I think that he's grown quite a bit, and this match is still as good as I remember, and this might have been the best match they've ever had. Incredible. Yeah. Like any other night, 
I might be like, man, Hanari, Ishii, Gojo Cobb, fuck, match of the night, right? Just either or, flip a coin. You, you, you're right. And then you just like, oh, fuck me, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito. But before I talk about this match, by the way, since, uh, you know, th- there's a team here in Hiroshima called the Carps, do you think, like, if uh, if uh, uh, Pentagon played for the Carps, he'd be a, a carpenter? Yes, and he would dress like Jesus, and uh, that, he would come out come out with a cross. <laughs> that got the laugh reaction it deserved. Uh, very mild. Yeah, uh, I understand. I get it. I yes and it. What else you want? From me, you know? <laughs> this match is fucking awesome, and these two men have trained me to don't expect anything. Like like don't think to yourself, right? They're going to go 19 minutes. Don't 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 think it's going to go this way. Just just let them, let them show you what they're going to do because you don't know if you're going to get like Zack Sabre Jr. just like injuring this guy out of the whole fucking tournament. You don't know if they're going to have, oh, here's the, here's the next G1 match they have. I beat you in fucking two minutes, Zack Sabre Jr. Right. Eat shit. You know, you don't know <laughs> what you're going to get. It, what I love about Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito matches is they could, they could end at any second. Any second. It's like a Yano match, but it's Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. Any second the match can end with any move. Like, uh, Naito's not going to give a shit how he kind of outwits Zack Sabre Jr. and pins him. And Zack Sabre Jr., he doesn't really have a finish. Maybe except Zack's rivalry, right? Man, this match is awesome. I didn't care who won this. I won. I won watching it. It was... Man. It's the best. It's it's a it's it's a marquee match with two New Japan's toppest guys. Ah, fucking hook it up to my veins. I loved it. Now I'll tell you something about uh, D Block if you're interested, Mister Guy. That's the last D Block match of the night. Yep, we got the main event next. All right, so Yano, Alex Coglin, and Shane Haste. They're all out. So uh, Yano's they're all in four as well. Uh, they can play a little spoiler, no problem. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Goto and Tanahashi are on six. I don't like their chances, but I guess they might be able to kind of get the second place. It's kind of possible. Now, but then here you've got this. You've got Jeff Cobb, Tetsuya Naito, and Zack Sabre Jr. all on eight points. Uh, I think Cobb's beaten both Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, so he's got kind of a, a tie break there so that you know it's the battle of first or second place will mostly be decided with jeff cobb naito and zach Sabre jr and then you've got kind of hiroshi tanahashi and goto who hey if things go right and according to plan and if all this mathematical shit aligns maybe they'll get second place which <laughs> never really happens i mean you could just go straight to the last night of the g1 tawny check out what the card is and like all right it's going to be a battle between here and the last two matches it's fine that's how they always do that's why I don't look ahead. <laughs> that's why we don't both don't do it. But yeah, that's where we're at. So, all right. I just want to mention, I'll do it here before I uh, talk about the main event, but uh, I want to mention, like, I don't think it's just the wrestling on C&D is just n- more my shit. I like the wrestling in A&B. I'm not, I'm not shitting on the wrestling, but C&D, it's definitely more my style. It's a bit more never. It's my shit. I think another reason I'm kind of liking it is I don't think I've messaged you or on the Tweety with many kind of head scratchy, like, the fuck are they doing kind of things. 
you know, like I've been like really enjoying the ride C and D have been taking me on. Whereas sometimes in A and sometimes in B, but oh yeah, no, I'm just like, what are they doing here, man? Like, where's this going? I'm not sure I'm as into this as I am C and D. So yeah, it is what it is. It has to be uh, going somewhere, huh? You know, you gotta push know. everybody all at the same time. I know, man. You it's shut hard to do. up. I'm, I, I'm, I'm complex, but uh, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Well, they're not pushing Ishii. He's down there on two points. But I've, I fucking love this tournament, and I'm, I haven't been too mad at him. You know, he's losing. He's I mean, 47 years old, I he's guess. He's already over. What do you want from yeah. him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have to get exactly. He's over. He's already over. So. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and uh, and he's there to make everyone look good and mission fucking accomplished right there. So there is that. You know, I don't know if uh, people agree or disagree or like you. Don't really care, but... <laughs> This is what it is. All right. What's the main event? Main event is. Man, I really like this match too. It it might not be Zack Sabre Jr. Naito or or as good as like uh, an Arishi Goto card, but I really like this main event a lot. It is Shingo Takagi versus David Finley. Hey, it's a never open title kind of main event kind of. It's not for the title, <laughs> but yeah. It is basically right. That's great. <laughs> You're so. I remember you saying like as this match started, it's just like. Shingo better bring some Nevers fuckness out of, uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, you didn't say it that way, out of uh, David Finley. And then uh, not long after you said that, David Finley sends uh, Shingo Takagi through a table. And you know Shingo is a professional wrestler who knows his shit because uh, I see a lot of people land on those Japanese tables and they don't break. Well, they fucking sell for Shingo, that's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) And... Now it's a few minutes in when that mat when that spot happens, the table spot. And for me, it's that moment there. The match just kicks into overdrive and it becomes really fucking awesome. Uh, before that it felt more like Shingo's just whooping David Finley's ass. Which, <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, didn't you just freaking one side beat the shit out of Hanare? What are you doing, man? Come on. I need something a bit more. Alright. Then the table spot happens. We got it. And these two men just fucking go at it and crush each other. And all the moves just look fantastic. I think there's a, a moment in this match, just like the Goto and Jeff Cobb match, where uh, unless you're looking for it and you have to take notes and you write about it, <laughs> you talk about this shit for hours, you might not might have seen it, but they fuck a spot up and they don't do the spot. They end up just yeah. trading some spy, some strikes and just move on and do something else. I'm it, like, it was it yes. was supposed to be a Rana from Shingo, so why are we doing that anyway? <laughs> so. Yeah. Like both men were like, it didn't work. Hit me, hit me. All right. Yeah, I like that. I think one of my little pet peeves in wrestling is when two wrestlers know they've both fucked up, pause a second and then redo the spot. Don't do that. Just move into the next thing. Uh, or do it the ELP style of, oh, shit, Tongaloa wasn't quite in position to pick me up. I'm just going to kick him twice in the face, then jump up for the power bomb. And right, yeah. You know, or like the the Cobb, um, who was it, Cobb and Goto. They did Goto, that, you yeah. know, in their match. And you didn't even notice because they did get to the spot they were trying to get to, but they acted like the first time was just an, un, an unsuccessful attempt that was blocked, you know, and you didn't really notice. So Absolutely. So, uh 
you know, you know, uh, it's and that's usually not a one-person thing. That's usually kind of a, a two-person thing of just like they didn't even freeze. No freezing between all four men. No, we're gonna keep going. Whew. Oh man, some gnarly-looking Uranagi backbreakers. Mind you, David Finley always sends puts me up with a false sense of security. I'm like, bullet could lead us to a Uranagi. <gasps> oh yeah, it's a backbreaker <laughs> every time because I'm like. Really? Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm trained to see the Uranagi. Man, it's, it's gnarly looking made in Japan. These guys are just fucking going off. I'm loving it. And I, I wouldn't have been surprised if uh, Finley won. He is the champ. But amazing looking Last of the Dragon. One, two, three. Shingo pins the never open champion. And I'm like, how many people has, have beaten David now? Two. Uh, it's uh, both uh, Shingo and Mr. Tamatonga. Uh, I want the Shingo Finley never rematch. Please hook that shit to my veins. I'd I'd love that a lot. Really yeah, good. I like I like this match a lot. I don't think it got to the highs that a few of the other matches had gotten to, but it was still very good. Um, you know, there was a funny part. You're talking about you, the, him doing these kind of different kinds of Uranagi backbreakers. One of them was the catatonic. He did the fucking catatonic setup. <laughs> For the, one of his pack breakers, and I was like, shout out Wildcat Chris Harris, you know? That was pretty funny. So, anyway, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I really enjoyed this night overall. I felt like this was falling action on the night a little bit, you know, but I did like it a lot. I just, I just wanted to see a little more. I don't remember how I put it. I had el- eloquently put it to you, but I can't remember. I was like, I wanted a little more you know, uh, just kind of straight up wrestling type stuff, you know, but I, we got a lot of that in here. I, I don't think it. it's a, a fair assessment, but like, you know, Finley faked an injury and that was the only way he could get over on Shingo, which is a very Jay White type thing to do and a really smart heel thing to do. I don't, I'm not mad at that. It's just like something, something wasn't, you know, something didn't click with this with me a hundred percent, but I was, oh, I think I was really mad because they didn't do the Made in Japan through the fucking table. Come on, man. Yeah. It only broke Will Ospreay's neck. What's the big deal? You know, don't be scared. <laughs> so also, also towards the end. So um, remember when uh, No Funly, when he just fucking destroyed Tamatonga at Dominion, I guess it was that. So he starts doing that shit, like the sequence that he did to, to kill uh, Tamatonga. Oh, so the Jack, power bombs. Jackknife powerbomb. Another power bomb, and Shingo's like, nope, <laughs> just fucking beats him, and I was like, ah, oh, good, that made me happy. So I think that's just one of those, you know, send the folks home happy type situations for me. And I think oh, this yeah. is one one of the recency bias, but this is one of the best nights of the G1 night 12 for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think there was a single match on this card uh, on on that night where I didn't like it. I either liked to love uh, all the matches. So, yay. Awesome. Also, also when you see a never match, like, and I know David Finley's a heel and he's going to do heel shit, but he's got that title on him and he's against Shingo in the main event. Like, I kind of half expect, you, dude, you got to charge at each other. Like, that's the law. That's the law. Charge. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but he's bullet club, so he's not going to, he's not going to follow the rules. So uh, that's, that's why. Man, GY man, we've got 
one night each of uh, of the blocks. So uh, we might see some dads make some return and uh, some welcome uh, returns to juniors. We do not. I we, Okay, so Makabe is back, Tenzon's back, which, by the way, if you check our Twitter feed, you will see part two of GBH on Takeshi's Castle, by the way. So I have that up. But um, let's see here. We have uh, Bushi returning, Show returning, Yujiro, your favorite. Um, we got uh, Yo returning, another favorite of yours. Um, let's see. And then Doki, the, the most important person, Doki, is returning. So that's on uh, the Saturday show. On uh, the other show, I think it's just all the same people again. Ryu Iwa is going to wrestle. Doki's going to wrestle again. Tenzon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've done the formatting a little weird on the uh, on the website, but uh, on uh, NewJapan972.com. But that's right. Well, they, fix it they up don't want us to know the match order. It says the match order will be told later. So they don't want us to know that's a secret. And it is interesting because these nights will feel more like how G1 nights have felt in the past, where you get a few matches, but, you know, you also get a few tag matches with the guys who are going to face each other the next night. So we're going to have some actual preview tags, which are fucking great for setting up stuff for the G1. I'm fired up about that. Both nights are in Osaka as well, Um, but uh, I don't think they're in Osaka Joe Hall. They're in we got Edie and Arena which is a good good one, and then uh, Osaka Shi, which I don't know, it's Nanabanka. I don't know that place. Oh, Osaka Prefectural Gym. Oh, Edie and Arena are both nights. I'm an idiot. Sorry. There you go. And uh, we're in Osaka, so we might get uh, some uh, late surprises here for uh, what are they going to do. So, all right. One last uh, question I want to put to you, Mr. Guy. All right, so we've got a young movement in terms of, uh, of what we're doing in New Japan this year. Do they, like they do did with uh, Best of Super Juniors, do they have someone new win, or are they going to be a little bit more safe with the with the G1 result finals this year? What do you reckon? I think somebody new is going to win, and I think that person is going to beat beat someone old to get that win. It's got to be it, right? I mean, that's what happened in the best of Super Juniors. That's, uh, you know, what happened with uh, Sonata winning the title, the New Japan Cup and all that. So, I mean, right? That's If they don't do that, I'm not mad. It's just, like, that seems like the direction they're going, and they've committed to that direction clearly. So, I don't know. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be, but it'll be somebody. That's another thing. Like, I guess people could maybe math it out and then all that kind of stuff, but I don't know who's going to win it either. I kind of love that. Uh, having said that, I will be annoyed if it's a Carter for like the third year in a row. Just, just saying, <laughs> I'm just going to. Well, I think that the guy that can play spoiler for Okada is ELP, right? I think there is a third. So they pl- they wrestle each other next, and that's kind of a elimination match, I think. Um, you know, and there's you can check out Chris Charlton at Reason JP on Twitter or X, and he will tell you all the different scenarios and stuff like that. So absolutely, he's got all the breakdowns uh, that uh, everyone might want to check out. And uh, yeah, so oh man, I love talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling with you, bro. It, this was great. Not only that, 
Uh, I will say, well, how do I finish this again? Where's my brain at? I'm already thinking about it. I need coffee. Uh, oh, yeah. If there's, uh, unless there's anything else that uh, Mr. Guy would like to mention. Uh, in Gato, we trust. <laughs>